Perfect. Hey, look at you. Go down. Okay, oh, I think I have this one too. I think I know. Jay, you want to give it a shot first? I'm gonna guess either. Hang on, let me enlarge that. Oh, I'm gonna. I don't think you're gonna get this one. Is this Roseanne? Nope. Golden Girls? No. Archie Bunker? Nope. I don't know. The ch- the table of theirs will throw me off. Who is it? I hope you've both seen this show. If not, I'm really gonna show my age. Probably not. Probably not. That's probably on the 40s. Go ahead. Alf. I loved oh. Alf. <laughs> I loved Alf. Oh, okay. That's the living room from Alf. You know what it stands for? Alien life form. Alf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, man. Very, very cool. That's old school, dude. I like that. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, that was bef- you know, before Figment. That's Figment's competition, right? It is. It is. I like it a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I tell you what. It's, uh, it's good to see you guys. I've missed you all. Jay, let me see your hand, dude. Let's see. Uh, oh, let's just bandage bandaged up. up it's pretty just, good. Like, they've got it locked the thumb is just locked so i can't move it at all you didn't have to do that to be like me you know what i mean well, like i could have i sent wanted you matching i wanted matching stitches matching scars so for those of you who don't know jay cut his hand the other day just like i did and uh, has stitches and all that good stuff is yeah. the pain better now or you know to be honest with you it scares me i have no pain at all yeah and i filleted i filleted the bone and i went in there pretty good so i'm like i'm thinking it should hurt a little bit more than what it is but it's it's not i know that's great disney talk and and but it is what it is so and i'm kind of hindered listen um by not being able to use your dominant hand is a very uh odd experience mm-hmm. i'm telling you very very odd so yeah do you realize that I'm remodeling my, my laundry room, and every time I held the saw in my hand today, the circular saw <laughs> or the chop saw, I was in a sheer state of panic? I've been working with tools my entire life. I, I was born with the wrench in my hand, and here I am working with power tools today, and I says, I can't be the third guy to almost cut his thumb off. Be the guy, man. Join the club. Join the, join no, the scar. No, we'll save that. Be prepared. That'd be good. Get it? That'd be good. Good scar. Anybody? Got it. Mm-hmm. Got, it. Got it now. You had to tell me, but I did get okay. it. Yeah. I did <laughs> right. get it. Good deal. Hey, Mike, how are you doing up there, bud? We're doing good. It's like a, like a sauna out here today. I think we're getting that uh, pre-tropical uh, storm stuff. I think you guys are getting hit with a hurricane tomorrow, maybe? Yeah, Is tomorrow. that what you're getting? Or? Something like that. Yeah, Category 1's nothing. Just a little wind. That just so, means yeah, I don't have to so water it's... my yard that day. Yeah, so I think we're getting the uh, pre-effect of that right now, and uh, it's oh, my... muggy out here today. That but other than that, we're good. Man. Because I've been running at uh, low 50s at night, and today was like 62, and it was just beautiful the last couple days. It was a heat index here yesterday of 112. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. (laughs) And I went ahead and mowed the yard today. And then, you know my favorite thing, too, is about whenever you do stuff outside. I don't know if your all's wives do this. That You're outside, you're mowing, heat index is like 110. You come in, you look like just, you look terrible. I mean, you look mm-hmm. awful, you know. And she goes, like the most obvious question in the world, is it hot outside? <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, I just put my head in the engine for of the cars for the last four hours to make me look like this, so you feel bad for me. Yes, it's hot outside, and it's it, <laughs> it's ridiculously hot. She, she woke up, is it hot out? Mm-mm, nope, nope, this is my new look. That's what I'm going with. I spritz myself before I walk in the door. I'm glistening. I'm glistening. That's what it is. So, uh, hey, speaking of gl- uh, glistening, um, guys, and we'll talk about it, I guess, when we get into the episode here, uh, I made a big decision two days ago, and I'll definitely be glistening 
uh, in yeah. the uh, happiest place on earth here very, very soon. I'm surprised you're leaving the show. Is that is that what you're telling I'm everybody? Leaving. Well, Dave did such a good job. I'm out, dude. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I come back to just people's disappointment. What am I going to do? You know? uh, yeah, I do want to talk about your uh, your um, thing because the thing is, is the reason I really want to get into it is because you are right there with a lot of people and you pulled the trigger. So yeah. I think there's a lot of people on the fence maybe and uh, maybe this this little segment will uh, get them talking about it. And we're, guys, if you don't mind, do you mind if I bring us into the show now? Definitely, because we're about right. to pull the... Pull the uh, uh, another trigger too so let's talk about it i am absolutely ready to get the show started right now round one was over (laughs) parents won kids sipped i only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse did we just become best friends yep gentlemen start your engines There's a touch of madness around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason. Those two incredible guys, and guys, I know I say incredible every week. It's because they are incredible. Right across from me are Mike and Justin. And today I'm super excited because I got my kid just walking in the room right now. As we're recording live. <laughs> so hold on, pal. Um, I'm super excited because, listen, we've got, um, we're going to talk about architecture, some our top 10 buildings of Disney. Uh, this was something that um, uh, we thought we could really, really, really um, just bring some Disney flavor to your lives because we all have those those places at Disney that just, just resonate with us. So with that, before we get into that, let's take care of that little bit about us because I really, really want to know, Mike... How are you doing, my friend? Doing good. Uh, it's, it was a hot, hot day today. I was talking about that before. Uh, doing a lot of remodeling around the house, of course, in the hottest days of the year. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling better. When I got the uh, news the other night that you kind of cut yourself, I was uh, said, oh, man, it's going to interfere with our PlayStation games. But I'm sure you're going to uh, carry on and you know troop out like a trooper like you usually are. And we should have a good, maybe get a little session in tonight. We'll see. But I'm doing good otherwise. <laughs> I'm I'm down. I'm I'm willing to try. <laughs> okay. I mean, just I can't be any wor- just use your elbows. I can't That's be it. any worse than the guy who throws grenades at us all the time. I mean, <laughs> it's You're all good. playing with that guy. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? So, anyway, but uh, dude, I tell you what, we made a huge decision in our mm-hmm. house uh, just yesterday. We were gonna go to North Carolina and see family, and we decided last second to just um, our, our part of our family couldn't make it down, and we thought, you know what, instead of driving up there. Why don't we do something different? Why don't we go to Disney? Uh, and, man, I, I am so excited because we're doing Disney and Universal. You know, we're annual pass holders at mm-hmm. both. Um, so excited. I'm a little bummed that I wasn't able to get into all the parks. I mean, it is a last-second thing. It's a bit weird. I'm going to call Disney tomorrow because I find it a bit odd that as an annual pass holder and as a DVC member, see, I can't use my DVC points because I can't borrow points from next year because they have the, they have the limit on this year, mm-hmm. and I can't um, get in the parks because I don't have a Disney reservation, which they're not doing any new Dis- Disney reservations for 2020, and I didn't, I don't just have a regular ticket. If you have a regular ticket or a Disney on-site reservation, there's full park availability for the entire time we're there. Whereas if you're an annual pass holder, there's no park availability. Like I got Epcot and AK, and that was it. Um, so I'm a little like perplexed as to okay, like if we get to the day that I want to go to MK and there's full availability for people 
either staying on site or staying we just have a regular ticket why can't i get in there so we're gonna have the conversation uh i you know it'd be different if i wasn't a dvc owner that's not allowed to use my dvc points but even with all that and the frustration that i kind of felt with that situation which look we've all had it you know this is a, a brand new situation for all of us i'm so excited to be stepping foot in the parks uh, 11 days from now uh to walk right now through epcot and through animal kingdom is it's going to be such a awesome experience I, I just i cannot wait yeah it's gonna be different that's for sure uh, the, just i'm just waiting for some feedback from you you know to be honest with you but the empty parks man that well, has that's the thing man yeah, i mean i can i can walk on anything pretty mm-hmm. much and it, it would be different like if we didn't have a mask mandate here in charleston mm-hmm. and it's a million degrees here anyways then yeah it's fine you know i'm used to it this is what we're doing here now yeah but do you so, wear them outside um no see ours no. are only we our mandate just started today and ours is inside the stores only right. right so i mean as soon as i walk out the store i rip mine off but because i it just i just can't you know but and if and for work you can go you have to wear them into businesses i guess if you have businesses but um that's going to be different for uh, me to wear that you know outside in that yeah well i think too i'm, I'm a little more acclimated you know living down here you know what i mean so oh. it's like <laughs> It's, yes. you know, it's a little bit, yes, some, little some, bit. somewhat used to it. Yeah. Um, the, and two, like, you know, we're not going to be an all day family. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to be, if we have a park reservation, then Hey, you know what? I'll go over at three, you know what I mean? I'll go to go whenever. Um, I did, I got to tell you, I did, our family ordered 10 specialty masks okay. uh, for this trip. And what, but I mean, specialty is they're just fun, man. I've got one that says, uh, stay away, foolish mortals. And it's nice. in the haunted mansion, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, print. And then, um, I got one for universe. I know we're not universe show, but I got to say it. I got one for universal and it's Ralph Wiggum and he's got an ice cream cone stuck to his forehead and it just says, I'm a unicorn. <laughs> so, <Nice. laughs> so I'll be rocking that around the parks for sure. So that's the fun part. At least you can order fun masks and have, you know, have a good time with it. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I, we, I did order masks for myself for the October trip, but I just went with the disposables. I have the regular cloth mask, dude. It's just too much for me. I yep. need something thinner. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring those down there, but I will say this as a caveat to what we were talking about. Uh, because the parks are so limited with population and stuff, that means there's plenty of places to duck in for air conditioners. Mm-hmm. See, that's 100%. so. I mean, so that kind of almost is a is a complete balance right there. Where, well, you know, I will be either on an attraction or within a building probably eighty percent of the time. Well, and two, you know, it's it's been so strange because I was so you know look to pull the curtain back for for two months straight. I mean, I was so against really going to the parks. And then watching people get back in the parks and like watching Dave and watching Aaron and watching, watching some of these people walk around the parks, I'm realizing, wow, okay, this one looks like the perfect opportunity to experience um, the parks with minimal crowds. Mm-hmm. But two, when are you ever going to see this again? I mean, this, these are the pictures that will last a, a century, you know, of, of people walking around the Magic Kingdom or walking around Animal Kingdom with, uh, with masks on everywhere. Sure. I mean, it's, 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 it's a very, very cool weird time uh so i'm like i want to be a part of that you know um but i will tell you all this i haven't i haven't told you guys this privately yet um looks like first thing tomorrow katie and i and riley are going to be booking a disney cruise for this year for 2020 okay really yeah going out of the new york port canaveral okay um a very maritime cruise uh we haven't decided the date yet here's it's kind of a no-brainer because 
the the cruises are extremely cheap. I mean, normally those cruises for a four night go anywhere from five to seven thousand dollars for family of three. Um, we're going to be able to get on board for like twenty three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Then, if Disney cancels those cruises, they're going to give you a hundred and twenty five percent cruise credit towards any cruise in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, so you you're pretty much like okay. I'll do my deposit, and then I'll just take that 125% cruise credit if you cancel it. Well, when did they come to the conclusion they're going to start selling? I thought they were done with us the year. And no, 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 no. No, they haven't. They haven't. They never announced that. No. They didn't. Okay. No. All right. So, but yeah, I, th- I think we're going to go and book it. And if, hey, if it works and we can go, then that'll be awesome. We've always wanted to experience a maritime cruise because we never have done it just because of the time of year, Riley's in school, and the price. But with this, it's kind of a no-brainer. It's like, let's do this. So where are you going to go, though? Castaway, or what is that? Uh, yeah, it's just uh, Nassau and, and Castaway. Not, so. just, you like how he throws that out there, Mike? Just, just, yeah, just Castaway. Just Castaway. Yeah, you know, just not castaway. a big deal. If you're not wearing a full Santa suit on Castaway as a picture for our for our show, I'll be disappointed. Cause I, I hope you, it's the, I hope I it's the second it. stop because uh, that way my belly will be in Santa form by that by day three, <laughs> so I'll be in good shape. Well, I look forward to hearing shit. about it. That's for sure. So, but anyways, hey, what are we doing today? Let's let's yeah, uh, tell you let's, tell you what, uh, really really fun topic. Something uh, we thought about for a long time is look, something that graces the skyline of every Disney park and every, all Disney property are these amazing buildings that uh, we call the resorts, the attractions, the shops, uh, you name it. They are absolutely great at doing a few different things. One, like Jason said, they're great for ducking into the air conditioner. But more than that, they're great at telling a story. And Disney revolves around story. And what we wanted to do tonight is we wanted to think of our top 10 Disney buildings that tell the best story. And look, a lot of you are going to say, well, you got to talk Cinderella's Castle. What a great story that tells. It's the backdrop of Happily Ever After. It is the most photoed uh, building in, in, uh, in, in the world. There's more photos taken in front of there than anywhere else in the world. And uh, but I say no, you can't do that. You know why? Because the general public can't go inside of Cinderella's castle. So the general rules are: you have to be able to go inside it, you have to be able to be outside of it, of course, take those amazing pictures, and it has to tell the story, uh, um, the Disney story that it's meant to portray. So guys, let's do this. Let's start at number ten, okay. uh, and let's work our way down, and we'll just chat a little bit about each and why it made the list. Jay, why don't you start us with number ten? Uh, number 10 is going to be the firehouse on main street. Uh, this is, um, I- I'm going to, I'm going to, in my personal opinion, I'm going to say it's more iconic in Disneyland mm-hmm. than it is at Disney world. And it yeah. just kind of carried over there. Uh, you know, now you have the, um, uh, the, the firehouse that's there, uh, inside you have, um, the sorcerer's trading cards in the, in the bottom there. Uh, it's a, um, and, and, you know, this is surprising is there's so many people that have not, uh, even walked in there to maybe even get your collector cards for one time, just just for the sake of a souvenir. Uh, I'm very surprised on that, so please do that. Maximize that. If you don't use it, we're going to lose it. And, um, uh, you know, it, it's. I think it's really a perfect addition to that corner because right next to that is where they bring in, you know, the, um, the the horses when they'll come in and out. You have the floats that'll exit through that area there. It is really just a, uh, it's a perfect little corner piece. And I say corner piece in that, that circle there, uh, that it just needs to be there. Yeah, well, and too, Mike, I mean, one of the coolest things for me is to go in there and see the FDNY you know, patches that grace the walls and, and from firehouses all around, not only the United States, but around the world for, for uh, firemen that come in and, and give their patch to that wall. Is this something you've been checked out? Oh, I definitely have checked it out. And 
We all know how much we love the fact that Disney honors the military and first responders, and I've seen the patches in there. I think we've even had some of our Disney families taking some pictures showing that their uh, that their family's patch or from their local you know fire department patch was displayed on the wall. And I think that's amazing, and I love the fact that Disney does that, and they pay you know they pay tribute to you know first responders and to our military we know with the color guard ceremony we've talked about it before you know with the raising and lowering of the flag and honoring you know a veteran of the day uh it's nice to see that i mean listen main street usa is the you know the, the picturesque perfect town and you can't have a picturesque perfect town without having the iconic firehouse and they do a fantastic job of doing that and i love the way they represent all of the fire departments from all over the world inside that firehouse yeah so for me it's one of those things too where i've been in both um which is a very cool experience uh the one in disneyland j i definitely say is more iconic because walt's apartment sits above it um the famous lantern uh sits there in the Mm -hmm. window showing that walt's always there overlooking the park you know making sure that he's taking care of his people um but even even in the magic kingdom it is interesting to see and i know it's hard for people to calm down take a second breathe and look around uh, you know, whenever Cinderella Castle is just around that bend. Mm-hmm. But even on your way out of the park, take a second. Take a second just to go in and look at the patches. Take a second to grab those cards because it is a great experience. Look, there's not too many things at Disney that are free. Take advantage of every single one. Take advantage of the ice water, the quick services. Take advantage of getting your Sorcerers of Magic Kingdom cards. Um, there is, uh, it, It's a great game, and it's, it's housed in a iconic iconic building that tells a fantastic story of uh of main street usa because look like you said i mean every main street has uh, a firehouse so absolutely absolutely great um mike why don't you take us on to number nine uh, number nine was the castle at the Japan Pavilion. Now, it's funny because my first couple of years when we were a new Disney family, we would constantly take pictures when we were in Disney. You know, photo albums, kids were growing up. It was just one of those things. Now with Facebook, we put them on there, you know, digitally, and that's pretty much it. But we used to print them out and, you know, make, make big picture albums. And I got to tell you that every time we went to Epcot, this always wound up being a part of the pictures, especially being a new Disney person and kind of getting to know the parks. And uh, it's it's really prominent over there. And, and I really appreciate appreciate the architecture and the time and the and the the real picturesque view that that gives you of the castle over in japan can we just talk about how cool this place is i mean to walk around the uh, mitsukoshi department store and everything from samurai swords to chopsticks to some of the i i just can't most disgusting snacks i've ever tried in my life you know from <laughs> candied crickets to uh to everything else and also look the sake tasting that they have in the back they this one has just about everything um i know riley's huge pokemon uh fan jay i think your boys probably are pokemon fans um you know you get that japanese culture that flavor uh all throughout and of course it does house some of my favorite dining with teppanito sitting right up top up there so jay is this something that you do guys do every single time are you heading back walking through you know checking out all the cool uh cool japanese toys and stuff you can't find uh, a lot around the states yeah i i think especially when they were in their huge pokemon phase that was an absolute must uh the I think the the pearls is always fun to watch too when they're opening up the pearls. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean that's always a, a kind of a crowd pleaser, and they make it fun. They make a show out of it, right? Um, you know, look, I, I love my I love the Japanese culture. I love Japan. I, I, I anytime I can get over there, I will go. Um, I mean, it's it's just it's an incredible place. Um, I do love the. Um, 
the 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 like the robots. You know how they're always like yeah, yeah, they're yeah. very big in the anime anima, anime anime anime. anime. <laughs> <laughs> An anime, anime, anime. Um, they're real big into that, and you know that you can see that flavor pulling over into like a lot of their models and stuff like that. So um, you know they're they're very um, influential. You know they always, you know we always talk that America is very influential when it comes to certain things, but when it comes to that sect of of, of the world, it's uh, or that 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 genre of stuff. Um, you know that they are definitely spearheading and the leaders of all that. One thing that has been rumored throughout the years is this. Um, pavilion more than most has um, been rumored to maybe get a future attraction um, one being a kind of a, a coaster that would come uh, based on Mount Fuji um, so I, I, I think that would be super cool to see the Japan Pavilion get uh, an attraction um, I know that they talked about doing a circle vision for me circle vision is a one and done once I do the one in Canada and I you know I just like oh okay oh, you know see roller coaster to me I mean they would have to really amp that because that really wouldn't do its service because Japan is such a beautiful country if yeah. they do if they do something I hope they incorporate um, you know what would be great a great attraction is uh, if they would use old Japanese folklore stories kind of like Brothers oh, Grimm cool. but, but if they would do that there and then just whisk us through the countrysides and let us allow us to see like you know even following a samurai's life or something I, I don't you know uh, if they do it I hope they do it justice because it is an incredible place uh, Mount Fuji when I was there I wasn't able to climb it because it was winter time but um, you know maybe maybe another time but yeah I mean look Japan has definitely got uh, some room for uh for a, a nod or two how's that well one thing we like to do is i like to try a different snack every time i go so i always pick up something random you know what i mean That's like there and based. just yeah just just give it a like candied squid or something <laughs> you know what i mean like it's always super like fishy and then mm-hmm. super sugary mm-hmm. uh but for me it's i've have yet to find one that i'm like ooh, i would eat this at home yeah. uh i know mm-hmm. riley really likes that uh, pocky pokey pocky Okay. Uh, the the mm-hmm. candied sticks, you know, with uh, with stuff on there. But um, yeah, I'm gonna step our game up this next but time. We're, you, we're in Epcot in a couple weeks, so I'll get something new. Do you do you notice that when somebody like, especially like a Japanese person that's there, or if you have Japanese friends, when they give you one of these snacks and they're chewing on it, they're like, "Try it, you'll like it." And I'm like, "Your face is telling me different, man. I'm telling you, no, you'll like this. Try it." And I'm like, mm. So, yeah, but it, it does. It all tastes like squid, man. It really does. It's such an acquired taste, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. if you grew up eating it, I mean, it's fine. But, man, uh, Rick Reagan and I sat and tried um, soft-shelled candied crabs. Okay. All right. That's got to be different, huh? That's one way to put it. Is that Was that like was that a hard <laughs> sugar on it? Or was it like cane sugar? Or was it like it a It tasted flavor? a bit like um, – I shouldn't be too hard on it. It tasted a bit like – if you took an old worn sock and mm-hmm. dipped it in powdered sugar okay and then deep fried it gotcha. and then you chewed on the end of the sock all right all right well that's delicious that's fair. good delicious all right let's move on to uh that's fair. let's move on to number eight number eight is one of the most iconic buildings in all of disney it is uh one that of course graces the background of many photos and also houses one of our favorite attractions and we're going over to space mountain uh guys talking about space mountain jay it sits right over your left shoulder there it does um it is a beautiful building architecturally one of the prettiest buildings on disney property for me it's just cool man 
you know, it's just cool. It like it fits. It just fits in this magic kingdom and the skyline. And when you're up on top, like right now I'm at Bay Lake and I'm looking over and I see the castle and I see, uh, you know, um, Space Mountain right there. It just fits, man. It is just such a cool, cool building and long. Talk about long, that walk. It's like yeah. an eight-mile walk from the beginning to the end. I can't even imagine being there with that that was full capacity where that line goes all the way back. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's great, Mike. For you, do you think that this building stands the test of time? I mean, we talk about you know Space Mountain; it's been there for decades on end. Uh, do you think it stands the test of time and still serves its purpose as the future? Yeah, you know, Tomorrowland is all about the future, and I think the architecture of that building definitely puts an exclamation point on that, and that certainly has stood the test of time. It doesn't look like an outdated building. It doesn't look like something that was, you know, constructed back in the 70s. Uh, it looks futuristic, and it'll be there for a lot more years to stay, and uh, I'm happy with the way it really kind of brings Tomorrowland all together. You know, it's that one little point at the end. It, it's it's this, It's not the center of Tomorrowland, but it's the focal point of Tomorrowland. And I think it does a good job with the way it's got those the curves and the architecture and just the overall look of it. Plus, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a weenie of the park. You know, I mean, you do have the castle. Mm-hmm. So I think if that wasn't, if the castle wasn't there, that would be more of an iconic, you know, uh, statement for the park you know but the castle overshines a lot of it but i think that definitely def- definitely makes the tomorrowland area what it should be well, with the, the hub and go ahead Jay. i was gonna yeah. say you see the cast or you see that um mike and you said the weenie i think you're absolutely right because that is the weenie as you're pulling into magic kingdom because mm-hmm. you're not able mm-hmm. to really see the castle that much but man does that thing really stick out especially if you're coming around the back way um i think you're absolutely right i think that is a definite weenie to get people especially first-time people to get them like oh this this is real now because it is such a big uh i mean it's it's a giant of a structure it's like oh this this is real now i'm almost a magic kingdom well, what what future do you think Space Mountain and and we're just talking about the building aspect now? Do you think it gets overshadowed once Tron is done? I think they will complement each other. How's that? You think so? I think so. Do you think they'll sim- like the, they'll make the lights similar? I see. That's the, my only downfall with Space Mountain is once Tron's done, they're going to have to step up the light game on Space Mountain because Tron is such that visu- visually appealing um, backdrop of just lights and energy and and movement. And where, you know, all of the movement for Space Mountain happens inside. You don't see it outside. Right. right. So I would like to see them step up the light game on that to where it really, like you said, complements each other. It'd even be cool to see the two kind of battle back and forth with lights. Yep. You know, something something very simple to do. But um, but I think that would really up the game with, oh, my gosh, I'm in Tomorrowland. But it does play the perfect weenie for Tomorrowland. I mean, it does draw you straight. It's so funny to watch people, if you watch the majority of people, they go and they take that right, you know, mm-hmm. because it's the it's right. <laughs> it's the bigger weenie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a much bigger weenie than than the other lands have. So uh, it's right. a uh, it's it's great, you know. It, it's it really is serves its purpose. Uh, another the next one, number seven, Jay. Uh, if you want to take us there, is one of my favorite places on planet Earth. No, well, I'm going to hand that one over to Mike because this guy actually. Oh, that's true. It he, is his spot. He, he does nothing but talk high about this place and. And I've got really nothing to add on it other than it sure looks cool in pictures. So, you know, because my wife really doesn't listen to the podcast, we're going to, you know, we're going to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit, right? So when we first started going to Animal Kingdom, the first place we stayed was Jumbo House. And everybody says to me, wait till you walk in that lobby. It is incredible. It is one of the most 
amazing lobbies you'll ever be in in a resort. And I said, yeah, okay, you know, I'll see. I looked on some pictures. And the first time we walked in there as DVC members on one of our first vacations, after going for a couple of years, I was blown away by the architecture of it. Now, being a DVC member, we always have the choice whether we can go to Kidani or Jambo. Now, the Jambo house doesn't really have a lot of the DVC rooms. But there have been times where both have been available, and my wife prefers to go to Kidani because the rooms are a little bit bigger over there. But because of this lobby, I've picked Jumbo House. I said, wow, there's nothing over at Kidani, so we got Jumbo House. <laughs> so someday when she hears this, she's going to be mad at me. But until then, hey, listen, she, uh, I, loved, I love them both. I love Jumbo House, and I love the Kidani Village. But you can't get a better lobby anywhere on property than walking into the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And the smell from Boma and the smell from the restaurants, it just really, really gives it that whole African feel. And uh, I've always said a million times it's my favorite resort on property. I stand by that. And that, to me, is definitely one of my best uh, lobbies on property. So for me, so growing up, um, it was just my mom and I. And... Like, if we went to Disney, when we went to Disney, we either stayed in a value resort or we stayed off property. And it was always one of those things, like, you know, you would see the Contemporary, you would see the Grand Floridian, you would see the Poly, you would see all these places whenever you would go to the parks, and you would just know, okay, that's not, I'm not going to be able to stay there. That's just not what's going to happen. And fast forward, you know, 20, 25 years later, when we became DVC members, Jamba was our first resort we stayed at after after becoming DVC members. Now, before we became DVC members, we stayed um, at the value, and I love the values. Don't get me wrong; I will still stay at a value resort whenever I go, um, almost every time because we enjoy them so much. But Jamba was the first resort that I walked into, um, deluxe resort, where I went, "Oh my goodness, I, I cannot believe I'm here," because it takes your breath away when you walk in when you walk up. And they meet, they, they, Jumbo, you know, welcome. And the, you walk in and it's just, it's so vast and it's so huge. And the archway going, going uh, across the, you know, the sky bridge kind of. Um, and the big four or five story picture window in the back with the vines, you know, going up the window. And as you look out, there's a giraffe walking, you know, you just are blown away. This building tells such an amazing story of, the African culture and of the savanna and of the animals and it's and and with all those Disney, um, uh, you know, little punches that you get every time you walk through with hidden Mickey's and the cast members and the food and the drinks and the, it's just for me, I I too most of the time stay at Kidani, but Jumbo House for me is really a second to none lobby, and I've seen Alani. And I've seen Wilderness Lodge, and you know I put kind of those three at my pinnacle of of the Disney lobbies. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really have can hold a uh, a candle to Jumbo House. I'm gonna have to check that out, guys. I'm gonna have to get over there just to at least go over there and check it out, dude. Even taking the boys down and letting them do the nighttime, um, you know, night vision goggles, vision go- night vision goggles. Sure, yeah. I mean, or sitting around the campfire, or it, it's. Sitting in your room and watching a giraffe walk by is such a cool experience. I mean, it just is. I mean, it's, where else are you going to do that, you know? It's, it's super cool. Well, I will tell you where else we can do that, 
and I'm going to push us on to a Mesoamerican place, uh, which is over in Epcot. And after a few of those drinks down there in the dungeon, you just might see a giraffe too, guys. And I'm going to bring us over to Mexico <laughs> Pavilion. And uh, when I say it was uh, built after a Mesoamerican uh, pyramid, it sure was. you got to take the steps to go inside of it. You open It, it opens up inside a gallery. Uh, how about that blast of cold that hits you in a hot summer day? It's almost like they got the air conditioner really cranked down. Um, I wonder if that's on purpose because of the humidity on the inside. If they don't super chill that air as soon as you walk in, that it, it's going to be real humid because you got the water on the inside um, as well. I, I don't know, but uh, boy, it sure is refreshing. Um, I believe right now, guys, they have the um, oh geez, how did that movie escape me? The um, three caballeros. No, no, the uh, the the oh Coco, they have the Coco overlay. Oh, that's it, Coco. Yeah. That's just one of my favorite ones too. I tell you, I'm just my memory's not there. Um, it is. Uh, they've got a really cool display going on inside there, guys. I mean, that's at least a 15 or 20 minutes if you want to really take a look at it. So, um, walking inside the pyramid, you have you want to talk about where Justin, where you're like when you walked in and was like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. that was my first time I walked inside this thing. Like, wow. Like, I was just, I love this place. They did such a good job on that theming, the pyramid in the background, the, you know, the attraction that goes down, which you don't even see until you walk up, you know, closer. Uh, guys, to me, this all around is a really cool, cool place that tells a really cool story. Well, when you walk in and even outside, so it's initially, it's instantly eye grabbing. It is. When you, when you make that turn. And you go, wow! That look, you know, look at the pyramid. Uh, and you walk up, and you go, um, you know, this this is something that you would think just kind of sits in the background, doesn't have anything inside. As you go into the pyramid, and you walk, my favorite thing they did here, and actually they could have maybe done something with the space that was more profitable to Disney. I don't know how much merch they actually sell to here, but the Plaza de los, de, de los Amigos is it's amazing because you feel like you are in a Mexican town, uh, you know, in in the evening and the music's playing. It's just, for me, this is a complete transportation to Mexico, which look isn't that what Disney does. Mm -hmm. Whenever you can take your mind and you can turn off reality and you can go, okay, now I'm in Mexico. I mean, don't get me wrong. The jalapeno margarita helps a lot with turning off the uh, turning off the old brain. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're like, this is fantastic. I mean, when else am I going to experience this? And then to ride the Three Caballeros, you know, the uh, Grand Fiesta tour there. Um, and also, guys, have you all eaten at the uh, the San Angel Inn or, or uh, the La Hacienda de San Angel? Those, those restaurants for me, if you like Mexican food, are fantastic. I love them. I've been dying to eat there. It's been on my uh, to-do list. Uh, I think I actually had a reservation for that on the last trip that we did, that didn't happen. Um, I I love walking into that, having that whole market feel. You know, having the vendors out, almost flea market light Mexican. And I think it's a great building to put at the beginning of the World Showcase. You know, it really sets the stage for what you're going to see later yeah. because that's the proper way to walk into World Showcase, Definitely. and that's the way you start. Not the other side of the mm. World Showcase. You start on that side of the World Showcase. So uh, I love the fact that they really started off well. They really set the mood for how the whole you know, uh, World Showcase is going to go. Uh, I love that pavilion. I always go in it. We always go on the Three Caballeros ride. Uh, there's never a wait. It's always 
cool air conditioned and cool. And we always wind up buying some kind of fun little trinkets there too over in that market. What what do you think about the new the well it's not new now that's been there for a little while the overlay when they brought in the animatronics and everything did you like it the change I liked it I liked it I thought it was pretty cool yeah. I thought it was a great addition yeah, it absolutely. tells a good story mm-hmm. I mean it's for for those of you who haven't watched Three Caballeros I mean go back I mean it's on Disney Plus go back and enjoy that one um, tells a great story you're right though Mike hardly anyone ever goes there and and rides that attraction I think I may see every now and then like a 15 minute wait for it. Which sometimes do you all? All right, do you all think the cast members ever go? Our poor attraction always has a five minute wait. Let's bump <laughs> it up, and maybe people will come here. You know, it's almost like Air Jordans, right? Okay. Getting some Jordans, which I'm not. A, I'm not a sneaker guy, but if you only make two thousand of them, mm-hmm. it, it, more people want them. Mm-hmm. You, see, you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a, it's an availability thing. So maybe they're like, let's bump it up to fifteen and see what happens. See if people are like, ooh. Maybe there's something here to see. Well, know? they should go. So you're telling in. our cast members that work at Finding Nemo should bump it up to 15 minutes once they in a while. Should probably bump it up, and that way people sneak <laughs> in there. You know what I mean? Like, what's over there? What don't am talk I missing? About my Nemo. Don't. You don't, do love Nemo, don't, don't you? Don't don't do it, man. Hey, listen, but you know maybe they can just go with an all reservation system, and then you're going to have people talking. Man, I've been trying for three trips to try to get in there to <laughs> to ride that, and maybe I mean I don't know, man. Maybe they can start playing with the psychology of uh, of man uh, while they're doing it. I like it. I like it. Jay, why don't you take us on to our next one, buddy? I'm uh, actually, I'm going to, um, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why I want you to do it. <laughs> that's right. The Tree of Life. So, the Tree of Life is just a big tree in Apcot, or in, uh, in Animal Kingdom. So, <laughs> rock on. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about our conversation whenever oh. I sent over the list of, uh, <laughs> of, of the top ten buildings that tell the story at okay. disney all right so i'm looking at I'm the list i'm still baffled at this, well, i'm looking way. at just just zip both of you zip it was a long day all right it was <laughs> and look i ended up in an emergency room that night anyway so it had to have been a long day so as i'm i'm looking at the list and uh i'm, I'm like all right okay i agree here i agree here everything's looking good all right me and mike give a thumb up we're looking great and i'm like how do you get in the tree of life and then the response i got was <laughs> you're kidding me right no, seriously, how he goes, you're trolling me. I, I know you are. You're, you're kidding me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So apparently, I, in my infinite lack of wisdom, <laughs> I completely forgot that A Bug's Life was part of or inside of the Tree of Life. And here's why. Because the two times that I did that, my kids were little, and I was on just that high alert. Look, I'm telling you, when my kids were little, when I'm with around my, my, my children, I am on uber high alert. Nothing around... Nothing in my um, everything in my immediate surroundings is is in my view, and I don't take any of the scenery in. I'm, I'm it's just it's all about the people who's around my kids. So uh, I completely, completely forgot and overlooked the fact that this attraction was inside the Tree of Life because we never go over there anymore. I mean, in the last couple of years, we haven't even been in that general direction. So, uh, so yeah, I got uh, I got Mike and Justin to go ahead and rub my ribs a little bit because. Um, of my lack of information, but hey, I apologize to nobody. <laughs> so wait a second. So you're telling me you never took a picture with a sable antelope, impala, moose, deer, bighorn sheep, bison, goat, horse, wildebeest, camel, African elephant, Indian elephant, rhino, Java, and white, hippo, tiger, lion, cougar, lynx, rabbits, porcupine, hedgehog, raccoon, fox, wild dog, prairie dog, uh, anteater, pe- pangolin, giraffe, kangaroo, tapper, sea otter, sloth, koala, baboon, chimp, Gibbon, spider monkey, squirrel, flying squirrel, bat, alligator, crocodile, komodo, dragon, chameleon, iguana, fried, uh, frilled, 
Oh, I almost said fried lizard. That'd been terrible. Frilled lizard, <laughs> gecko, gila monster, rattlesnake, python, frog, tortoise, turtle, box turtle, snapping turtle, hermit crab, crab, lobster, shrimp, killer whale, walrus, seal, manatee, shark, hammerhead, salmon, bay, <gasps> catfish, marlin, goldfish, gulpery, jellyfish, shark, to a squid, prehistoric squid, seahorse, ant, beetle, ladybird, stag beetle, molt, butterfly, moth, bee, wasp, dragonfly, grasshopper, spider, tarantula, scorpion, centipede, roadrunner, songbird, egret, heron, hammer cop, Macaw, cockatoo, pelican, vulture, hawk, golden eagle, bald eagle, peacock, ostrich, flamingo, great ornithal, a losaurus, alkalosaurus, or a trilobite? What is wrong with you? You read that again, <laughs> I'm gonna come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got my. I didn't read that. That was off the, the top of my head. Actually, but it's on the back. I know it is, and I'll vouch for you. He did. He looked straight in the camera and just rattled it off. Um, if. Yeah, no, it's just because you're in the front. You know, you're in the front of it. You get your picture and 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 you move on. So, I took a screenshot of our conversation and sent it to Joe, to Joe Rody, and he said he's not following you on Twitter anymore. He's very disappointed the, in you. The, the, the Me funny, and Joe go way back. Don't worry about it. The funny part too was whenever I called Mike like the next day because we were talking about just when we were going to record, and Mike goes. Do you think Jay was messing with us? And I was like, I don't know. I thought he was there for a long time. And then Mike goes, You didn't you tell me he's never taken a picture sticking his finger in the monkey's nose? You know, it's like No. <laughs> everyone does. I haven't. And now I guess I need to. I guess. I don't know. Well, all right, let's get back to the tree of life. Uh it is 145 foot. It is an amazing um uh sculpture, a building, realistically, there on Disney property at the Animal Kingdom. Because it does house the bug's life, you can go down into the tree. You can be a part of the tree of life and uh, and go through a bug's life with uh, with those amazing characters, amazing Pixar characters. I actually really like a bug's life. It's one that we. It's tough to be a bug. Uh, one that we do quite a bit. Um, I do love the fact. One of my favorite things about Tree of Life and what puts it as high as it does. It definitely goes for the most unique building on Disney property. Because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but this uh, the Tree of Life was actually a oil platform and whenever they built it and then they they built off of the oil platform and and the branches and and every single leaf is is man-made i mean it's it really is iconic um and for me it is one of those things that it's the perfect weenie for that park whenever you talk about that everest Mm -hmm. uh but it is uh it tells the perfect story too it tells the story of these hundred and uh, uh some odd animals on there that are just Absolutely, uh, they're, they're what Animal Kingdom's all built around. So, for me, the Tree of Life was a no-brainer. It had to be on the list of the top ten Disney buildings that tell the amazing Disney story. Well, can we just say how much it complements, like the what is it, the Baobabs in South Africa? I yeah, mean, that would yeah. be equivalent to a four to six thousand year old tree. Yeah. And then when they upgraded the um, the animation where the tree actually starts coming That's to super life. Cool. I mean, look, Disney does it right there, too, man. I mean, that'll stop you in your tracks if you've never seen that. And just even if you have seen it, I mean, how can you just walk past it? So it is a, a great, great addition. And that was the perfect uh, the perfect weenie, I guess, to Animal Kingdom. Because that is what Animal Kingdom is, is that tree of life. Yes, 100%. Mike, why don't you uh, take us from Animal Kingdom? Why don't you take us over to our number four? Well, I'm going to do the same thing Jason did to me and pass it off to him because that's his favorite resort, our number four. So, Jason, why don't you tell me all about the Polynesian? The Polynesian, the red roof, my red roof end of Disney, man. I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely am in love with that. Guys, both of you know how much I love my Polly. You know, even even when it comes down to me wanting to, to stay somewhere else, I have a very hard time with that because this is my jam. I feel the most at home right there. Uh, when you walk into the lobby, now the lobby's not going to be as grand as um, your your animal kingdom that you were talking about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. however it's nothing to shake a stick at it still is a very very 
pleasant lobby when you walk in. It's fast. It is open. They have the the the, the Polynesian um, decor, the smell. Guys, that is one of my favorite smells on earth is the poly. So, um, you know, everything about this 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 building itself. Now, all the the uh, sub subsequent buildings around it, you know, mirror it as well. And um, it's it's a perfect like view around the pools, around the the restaurants inside. There are incredible. <laughs> I'll take over for you. The um, <laughs> the amazing thing about the poly for me is, as Jay has a, a coughing attack. Uh, the amazing thing for the poly for me is, it starts outside. It starts with your drive up to the poly. Um, it really does have that Polynesian feel with the tiki torches and the waterfall and the, the all of the the plants that they have the floor the floor, I mean it, it is immaculate and Disney keeps it that way and Jade mentioned the smell of course but then when you walk into the great ceremonial house and you're sitting there and I love the fact that when you check in um you get a lay you know mm -hmm. they 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 yeah. greet you with that and that you know tells the story all the more but even inside all the hardwood you know the 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 everything's wood i mean it's all you know it looks like it's all handmade i mean it's it's just it really is great for those of you who've never been over to the poly jump on the monorail next time you're magic kingdom and just head over to the poly grab some dinner grab a drink or just go and walk around because even um outside of this building it's an amazing place for pictures it tells the perfect story of the polynesian culture mixed with the disney uh, brand it it really is great. I mean, for me, the Poly is really fantastic. Well, let's talk about it. Houses Trader Sam's. I mean, you yeah. have you know a, a lot of uh, a lot of people really like the um, uh, you know the restaurants upstairs. Um, I mean, it, it's uh, look, it's it's a win win for me across the board, man. It is definitely one of my favorites, and I absolutely love my tiki's, especially when I'm coming home at the end of the day yes. and I'm walking along, and it's super quiet. That resort is super quiet, and you might come across a family or two, but the tiki's light my way, and it's just like I'm home. I'm home. Well, and I think Justin can back me up on this. Yeah. I think being that you and I have both been to Hawaii and seen the actual Hawaiian mm -hmm. kind of culture and architecture, it really. It really sets the mood that Disney did it right with the Poly. It makes you appreciate it a little bit more that they really have all of the de the details are down. They got it down pat. Uh, I I like the Poly. I like it even more now that I've been to Hawaii and I see how authentic it looks and how well it fits in the Disney Resort area. Oh, I 100% agree. I, I mean, it has that Polynesian feel to it because they could have they could have Americanized it mm -hmm. in a way, but it it really is even. There's been times I've come over just to go to Trader Sam's in the evening, mm -hmm. and I'll take the monorail and I'll get off at, at TTA, uh, uh, TTC, and um, I will uh, take that walk on purpose, mm -hmm. you know, so I can walk through the tiki's. I can I can walk, you know, by the pool and do and do it. It, it really is incredible. And look, another reason this one fits so well is not only they get it right, but they got it right 50 years ago. Right, right. I mean, it's an original resort. Mm -hmm. I mean, 1971. I mean, it's and it still it stands the test of time that it's a Disney deluxe resort that still tells this fantastic story. So for mm -hmm. they, there is no reason that the Poly would not make our top ten Disney buildings. I mean, it it had to be there, and I think at number four, it's uh, it's right at the right spot. I don't think it should be lower than that. Um, I'm going to take us to number three though, mm -hmm. because. Uh, it's one of my favorite attractions, um, and the fact that this building houses an attraction 
And the building itself tells the story of the attraction. Without this building, this attraction does not exist. And I am talking about the amazing, terrifying Tower of Terror that sits at Hollywood Studios. Guys, the hotel the hotel is beckoning you. Uh, it is wanting you to come and be a guest at the hotel um, for this amazing attraction. Do you think at number three this one deserves to be where it is? Because, man, it looms over the Disney skyline. And for me, as someone who drives to the parks, that's when I know I'm at Disney is when I see the Tower of Terror. It is. I think. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Let me hear what you got to say. I think one of my favorite things to see as you're driving to Disney is when you see the billboard for Tower of Terror. You know, it's got that little uh, that little yep. highway right there. Uh, yeah, and that that really sets that whole theme park mood too. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, it, it, it's it's a movie, it's a TV show, it's Twilight Zone, and uh, I love it. I, I, that's my favorite part of Hollywood Studios. It is. There's nobody can question the fact that it is the number one weenie in the park. Period. Even you know, and and I, I would, I would say the hat was, but the hat's gone. You know, so you know what is all the brochures are Tower of Terror. Isn't it the commercials Tower of Terror? I mean, mm-hmm. Tower of Terror is the absolute. Um, uh, I would, and I would go as far as say the fan favorite for that park. You know, it it was. I mean, and it, well, especially if you're not even a Star Wars fan, because it offers. Um, here, well, here, let me let me back that up. Tower of Terror offers a kind of ride that you are not going to experience probably on any other ride at Disney, and that is pure exhilaration. And some say, it's just fun. I can't explain it. And other people are like, one and done, never doing that nonsense again. So um, there, it's it's the real deal when it comes to an attraction. The, the Come on, guys. Tell me the theming in that thing. It's the fantastic. Lobby. I mean, it, it's... How, how does not that sets the mood so much where even if you allow yourself to just kind of um, let's just talk about a first time writer how how apprehensive I mean that, that kind of's got that uh, really that creepy kind of vibe to it but not not creepy where I'm absolutely scared but like Twilight Zone creepy like okay I'm I'm really kind of being transported here so man I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna agree with you Tower of Terror absolutely needed to be on this list and exactly where it's at well the the even the walkway up to the building Mm -hmm. with the overgrown shrubs and the uh i love the water feature that doesn't work it's just Mm -hmm. drained yeah and all there's always leaves in there and stuff you know it Uh just it looks like it's just been forgotten in time and then when you walk into the lobby of the hotel and you're just sitting there and you're looking and you're like okay this is unbelievable the the care that they don't take little they know that that room takes more care than anywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. They're having to make sure it's perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. And then the boiler room, it is the, you know, and then, of course, you go through and, and you, you get the the amazing movie, you know, the the scene from, from Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror. And we've done a whole show about it. Go back and listen, guys. There's some really cool tidbits. I think it was, like, episode, like, two. I don't know, I mean, but it was a fun episode with all <laughs> the little time mistakes ago. that took place that actually were written in by the Imagineers mm-hmm. after it, the fact, yeah. you know. You can, you, can, you can find the, uh, see if you can find the paycheck. Uh, that is hidden in there, so it's uh, it's some really cool stuff. Um, but I, I think it tells the story perfectly. And even even getting off the attraction, you know, coming off the service elevator, and this is a great, great, great gift shop. I enjoy this gift shop more than most. I mean, I'll, I'll a lot of times I just I'm off an attraction, I zoom right through. Uh, this one I'll stick around, check out because they got some really cool stuff in there. You know, stuff that I I still want the bell. 
the the just, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just because I want to yeah. annoy you guys ding, with ding, it, ding. you know. <laughs> um, but for me, Tower of Terror is look, it's the second tallest structure on Walt Disney World property. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a half of a foot uh, shorter than one other structure. Do you guys know what that is by chance? Uh, well, it's not the. Is it going to be the roller coaster? Everest. Yeah, is it going to be Everest? Everest. Yeah. 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 Everest. Yep. Now, Everest uh, in California has is to the have... tallest. Everest, it has to have the uh, airplane light, doesn't it? Or is nope, it just short nope, enough? It's, 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 nope, it's just short. Everest okay. is uh, 199.5, so okay. it's, uh, right. it's right there. Yeah, so oh, okay. they, 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 they're geniuses with that, man. They're like, we're not going above this moment because that takes away from the story, you know? Oh, it does, yeah. Big old yeah. ugly red Rudolph beep, light. Beep, mm-hmm. beep, <laughs> You know, it doesn't work. So, uh, yeah, for me, Tower of Terror is a, is a no-brainer. Lots of pictures taken care of uh, in front of Tower of Terror because it is that building that tells the story better than just about any other building on property. But there is a couple more that tell the story a little bit better in our view. Uh, Mike, why don't you take us to number two? Definitely one of my favorite. Definitely a must-do ride and definitely a place to take pictures in front of as you're going there. Uh, I love this, and it's definitely an amazing architecture, whether it's in Disneyland or whether it's in Disney World, and that's Haunted Mansion. The um, man, look, you know, you know, do you ever? Do you, is there some parts of Disney where you just get like you just? It's hard to articulate the emotion that you feel. Like when you walk up to to Haunted Mansion, and you know, I I love. Some people really hate on it, man, and I'm like, why? Are you kidding me? I love this attraction. I love I love the mansion. I love the little things around it. Mike, you nailed it with um uh. It, Look, the graveyard, the the you know the the Gracie family or the 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 busts, uh, it is just all the way around, perfect in every every. And look, I'm gonna say it. I think it's an absolute perfect attraction from start to finish, and it has Walt's handprints and fingerprints all over it. So there, enough said about that on my part. Well, so let's talk a little bit about what the haunted mansion means to Disney in general. It does have Walt's hands all over it, even the one in in. The Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. I mean, because it is, you know, it's 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 based off of, of course, the one in Disneyland. For me, this tells a story from the second you or, or you you walk up to it and you're outside of it. I mean, from the Iron Gates to even just sitting along the river and sitting up on the hill with the graveyard, and I, the story it tells once you're inside of being greeted. I mean, back in that time, you will have been greeted by someone, you know, working there at the house and you will have, you know, been ushered in to, mm-hmm. to become one of these happy haunts. The, 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 for me, the houses and the structures that we're talking about, what sets them apart from a lot of others is the detail that 99.9% of people will never see. It's the little see things. What you did there. Mm-hmm. 9.99. Yeah, see what I did there. Uh, it's the uh, <laughs> it's it's the happy happy accident, happy haunts and happy accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the little things like that that Disney Imagineers said. You know what? No, no one's ever going to notice this, but we're going to put this in here. Yeah. And that's what makes those buildings different. Because they don't have to do it. It has an attraction. People are going to come. The attraction's iconic. They don't have to take the extra moment to say wow, we're going to tell this story that most people will never understand or never want to learn. And the Haunted Mansion for me does all of those things. And it was actually hard not to put this at number one because it's um, 
in, in my head, it's the most iconic Disney iconic Disney attraction. It's not the um, most important, but it's the most iconic Disney attraction in any of the Disney parks. Ooh, you said a word there that that is kind of weird when it comes to an attraction. You said important. Yes. What would be important to you? Uh, I I think that the I think that the when you look at importance of storytelling, I'm talking mm-hmm. about storytelling. Okay. Um. I think there are other attractions that a lot of people find secondary or even just, you know, third rate attractions that they typically would not do that play a more important role in telling the overall story of both Walt Disney and the Disney parks. You know, the thing about Haunted Mansion is, is like my first time writing it, I didn't feel the story when I wrote it the first time Mm -hmm. because I was taking it all in. The story for me grew after the fact, and especially when you start diving into like you know Disney eights that we did and Haunted Mansion yeah. episodes and stuff. Uh, the story now just reaches and grabs me as soon as I walk in, you know. So um, you know it's. Uh, it, I mean, I can you know when you said important, it, I, I just thought that was a, um, you know, that was a, a word that I've never heard that you said when it comes to in Disney important in Disney, you know. So that's why I was like. That was because that's pretty profound. You know what I mean yeah. to, to to state that. So, anyways, um, I absolutely had nothing to do with the show other okay. than personal well, information. Well, so. let me let me go ahead and say, in my view, uh-huh. the carousel is more important. Okay. Than the the haunted mansion. The haunted mansion is more iconic than the carousel. Okay. If that kind of puts it into perspective. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think location with carousel. I, there's a lot of variables. Where I'm going to agree with you on. It just, I, I think, I just think the the overall, the history with Walt and the history of the parks, and what Walt's overall goal was to create a place to where not only children but adults can, uh, families can come as one and and experience everything together. I think the Haunted Mansion, um, although it is fantastic, it doesn't include everyone. Because there are a lot of small kids that are scared of it, you know, and, right. and rightfully so. I mean, look, it's, it's intimidating when you walk up to that huge building. Um, but the 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 carousel is something that brings everyone together. Uh, when you go to your local fair or you go to, you know, um, really anywhere. I mean, look, go, go, to, go to Long Island, go to, you know, all those places up there. There's always a carousel because the carousel says – it's a symbol of family. It's a symbol of we're all doing this as one. And uh, I, look, I still to this day, even though it's a simple attraction, I dare any of you to get on there and not smile. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So that's when I say that it's not the most important, but it's the most iconic. It's the most well-known for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it plays a huge role in Disney history and it plays a huge role in Disney parks, but it, it's not the most important. So that's that's just to clarify where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So, yeah, let me take us uh, to number one. Uh, I tell you what, one of my absolute favorite places on earth, um, guys. Uh, this structure is something that literally can be found nowhere else on earth. Um, it is iconic. It is the symbol of a Disney park. Uh, for, it is spatial. Hmm. For. For what? Epcot? Oh, I thought you were saying. No, I thought you were saying. I was talking about a golf ball. I thought you were saying war. Oh, four. I was so four. confused. 
I was like, Epcot, I said it. It's there for Epcot. Uh, we're talking about Spaceship Earth, guys. Um, yeah, for all those people that say the big giant golf ball. Ugh, I don't know if we can be buddies. Um, I don't know what the, if that's worse or is there a ride in there? Is there a ride in there? Katie still does it to me all the time, and I that's okay. I, little, that, do you want to know a true story? She did that to me once, and I disabled her spending privileges on her magic band on the app. <laughs> So <laughs> she had to get me to get everything. So well played, yep, well yep. played. So don't say it anymore. Uh, Spaceship Earth, guys. Look, it's been the backdrop of commercials. It's the backdrop of Epcot, of course. It is massive. It is huge. It is iconic. It houses a fantastic journey through the history of man. Uh, it's look. It's it's amazing. It's our number one Disney building. When you talk about a Disney building. The structure that this is, I don't think you get better than this. It's the reason why I wanted to go to Disney when I was a kid, pure and simple. I didn't care about the Disney. I didn't care about Cinderella's Castle. It was the idea of Epcot and Spaceship Earth. That's just it. I mean, it was just I wanted to experience that. In fact, my first Disney trip with Rach and the boys, when we saw Epcot for the first time, that's where I got my initial, I did it. Mm-hmm. I came to Disney. That was mine. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, it's the castle. Mine was Epcot, man. I'm like, I did it. I mean, I remember being super young and and watching, you know, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and having blips of, of Spaceship Earth come across. And, and I'm just like, I did it. I'm, I'm here. I am at Disney World. So, yeah, it's that's more important to me than I think um, any other building. Do you think the – how can I put this? I, I would say – Three of the four parks have a obvious, fantastic weenie that tells the story of that park. Animal Kingdom with the Tree of Life. Uh, Magic Kingdom, of course, with Cinderella's Castle. And then you've got um, Spaceship Earth at Epcot. I think Hollywood Studios is still trying to figure out where they're at. You know, I think... Is it the Chinese Theater? Is it Tower of Terror? Tower, I mean, Tower of Terror doesn't really tell the story or of the park. did they you make I mean? the mistake by taking down the sorcerer's hat? See, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people say that, you know? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I like the Chinese Theater because it tells the story of movies, and that's what that's what that park is really meant on, is, is you know, experiencing the movies. But the sorcerer's um, hat, man, fantastic. Oh, anyways. But I, I will say this, though. When you look at the idea of Epcot as a whole, right, Mm-hmm. That it is the world is one, you know, as as the as the amazing uh, soundtrack says, we are one. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, do you think that this might be the best of the three obvious weenies? I do. I think it's. I think it is the most recognized building in the world. I do too. I see. I do too. I think it's better than Cinderella Castle. Mm-hmm. Me too. I do. I think Cinderella Castle is beautiful. And it tells a story of fantasy, and it tells a story, but it tells a story of fantasy going to fantasy land. Yeah, but Epcot, you know what I mean. Th- but Spaceship Earth tells the story of all of Epcot, though. It tells the story of everything, right. of innovation, everything. Yes. of travel, of the world, of mm-hmm. it, of 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 the past and of the future. It tells the story of all, uh, not only through the building itself, but through the attraction. I think also that if you show anybody who's a non-Disney person all of the castles, the one from you know from UK or from you know from Japan or from uh, Disneyland, Disney World, they'll see a castle, and I can guarantee you a lot of people won't be able to put if they're a non-Disney person which castle belongs in what park. You show them 
the Spaceship Earth, and they know that's Florida, that's Disney World, that's Epcot. That just goes with that. They, you know, there are a lot of castles and other places. There's only one place in the world where there's a Spaceship Earth, and that's in Epcot in Florida. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It drives me nuts whenever people are like, and you know what? Is when the news does it. It's like it's like the you know Wall Street Journal publishes an article, and they're like uh, picture at Disney World, and it's it's Sleeping Beauty Castle in Disneyland, yeah. and I'm uh-huh. like. Just want to throw my phone across the room. Like, what's mm-hmm. wrong with? Do a little research if you don't know. Um, contact the Disney Dads. We'll help you out. The um, for me, this is this is the most iconic building anywhere on any Disney property. Uh, it tells the best story. I mean, we've done a, a whole episode about the attraction inside of it. Um, but just talking a little bit about the attraction, the fact that they use that entire structure to take you through the history of man is really incredible. Really, really incredible. Agree, man. I, I, that's one of those where it's hard to articulate how much I love this attraction, and I'm excited for what what's going to happen. You know, I'm excited for what what they're going to do. So, yeah, we'll it's see. actually running again. So I might, I think I might mm-hmm. hop on next week uh, and and be able to ride one more time. I wonder to how do... long they're going to keep it running because I know that this slowed down a lot of things. I wonder if they're yeah. going to keep it running through the rest of the year, maybe even so. into next year. You know, well, so. and the building behind it got kaput you know they're not i don't think they're going to build that big structure behind as at this moment so right um it's lots changed over this year so i'll be excited to get back in there yes yes guardian the guardians was far enough along and so was tron oh yeah to where they're still pulling and i'll tell you what's really close is uh ratatouille nice Um, yeah that is very actually they have the signage up for it um Mm -hmm. this past week so have you taken the gondolas from um from that back end there too yeah uh, yeah that's a great it's the best ratatouille man it's it's the best it's incredible, man. And here, and let, let me close on this. On every, all these, I know all these buildings are, uh, uh, we're talking about the iconic buildings, but which reminds me of when we're taking the gondolas or whatnot. Um, I got I to gotta throw some side props to our, our people that do the yards, the manicurist of the uh, the trees, oh, the bushes, yes. and the yards. You guys do such a great job, man. And I'm one that I love grabbing those guys and complimenting them because I, I don't think they get enough love because that separates Disney parks from the rest of the parks as those perfectly manicured uh, lawns, man. So I got to give some private uh, private love to those guys over there. You guys are incredible cast members. I don't know how they do it. I was out today trying to get my yard looking good. Mm-hmm. Those guys, what they do, I mean, they're amazing. They're inc- they're incredible. I mean, it's, it's magic. Just, it's absolutely. Have you ever tried to sculpt one of your bushes into a uh, you know Winnie the Pooh? Who, me? Uh, no, 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 no. I only stick with Eeyore on all of mine. So <laughs> you know what? Next time Mike and I come down there after a night, uh, we might just be sculpting your tree Dude, for I you. I have two. I have two uh, bushes in the back mm-hmm. that have grown together that we could actually maybe try that'd to pull this off. Fun. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I would love that. Hundred <laughs> percent. This is gonna be fun. Uh, gonna be really good. Uh, Mike, I tell you what, I've loved talking about the top ten buildings. Uh, on Disney property to tell the amazing story of not only the attraction but the Disney story as well. But uh, but we like doing something even better uh, than these amazing topics every single week whenever we uh, jump on here. You know what? We talked about a lot of amazing architecture, some real picturesque type buildings. A lot of us have pictures in front of these particular places that we talked about tonight. And a lot of those people post their pictures in a very special place, our Facebook page. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be our Facebook Picks of the Week. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. It's time for it's time us to for get us our picks of the week. All right, guys. 
this is my favorite thing every week, and it's picks of the week. Justin, why don't you tell me what your pick of the week is? Yeah, I might give a pick. Uh, it's more the story than the pick, um, but it's from our good friend Michael Taylor. He says, uh, he says, last night, Savannah, I had to say goodbye to another countdown. We all know that feeling this year. It's been full of just absolute just sadness. Um, he says, ever since a sad post, there's an announcement coming. And uh, get, to get to a, a happier note, they're moving to Florida. Going to move closer to the most magical place on earth. And I'm so happy for both of you, getting to know both of you and uh, and meet you both in person. Um, it's going to be great to uh, see you all in the parks and enjoying that Florida lifestyle. Um, and uh, look, that's absolutely awesome, man. Congratulations. Now we have a place to crash. That's Absolutely it, man. That's it. Do. What do you think yeah, I picked the pick of the week? I, I'm good Absolutely. for a week's stay now. That was it. That's my. He yeah, doesn't that's know that's the deal. Of, uh, but that's the deal. People that yeah. they're gonna regret telling us they live in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that's the deal, right there. Hey, does Benjamin Waldeman know that you're they're coming down to Florida next week and you're not staying at a hotel? You're staying by him? No, but have you made him aware yet? N- no, okay. but I, I've told uh, I've, I've told certain people through written letter. That I'll be there. I'm just going to mail it out three days before I go down. So it's just, you know, I'll, I'll be on your front stoop. That's all right. They'll, they'll accept you with open arms. I hope so. Jay, what do you got for me, buddy? I, uh, I'm actually going to go with Laura Fee. And it was she took a picture of her mug. And I love these. Every once in a while, someone will start these. It's Happy Sunday. Let's see your Disney mugs. And, it, you know, it's it's not so much her post, but she, you know, she kept it going. People participated. We had a lot of coffee mugs in the morning. Uh, we, I mean, it's just some drinking cold, some drinking hot. It was a, it was a great post, and everybody kind of just chiped in and, and gave their, their nod to the morning to everybody, and I thought it was a great, great uh, addition to the, um, to the page, Laura. So thank you for sharing that. I didn't appreciate appreciate you guys kicking me out, though, because I showed up with a wine glass, and you guys said, <laughs> yeah. no, that wasn't yeah. acceptable that early in the morning. Yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, it, that was on me, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. We start our days off good here. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mike, I'm still hungover. It's you, buddy. Yeah, my pick of the week is going to go to Courtney Bellidou, and she is back in the parks with the family. They're having a great time, and her daughter got a little bit of a milestone. She's three inches bigger, so you know what that means in Disney terms? She can ride Test Track, and they rode it a few times, and they had a blast, and they had a great Disney vacation. Nice to be back in the magic again, and Courtney, you have my pick of the week. Excellent. So good to see people back in the parks. It's going to be interesting next week to uh, FaceTime you guys and show you what the parks are like like in real time yeah absolutely i'm excited you know, man I'm excited. you're my barometer so if you depend upon how you do on this trip is whether we're going to sneak down me and laura for a couple of days maybe go down for a couple days kids. yeah well, depending upon so you know we do things the same so as of right now man we we're going in two well like 10 to 11 days yeah and then we're going again in september and then we're going again in october yeah so we're getting back to somewhat normal once a month getting down so yeah. i like it Little Absolutely. by little. Well, uh, listen, I know Katie's really, really, really. <laughs> she's she needs a trip down there, man. She's being tired of getting stuck in the house with she, me, man. This is about this is about she, it. She needs her Disney fix, man, because well, you, you're just you're 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 a hard guy to live with sometimes. I think. I'm lovable. Are you kidding me? I cooked you're, her uh, La Cellier steak and risotto last mm-hmm. night, and uh, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I'm, I just I just talk a lot. That's the problem. Uh, and speaking of talking a lot. 
uh, we would love to hear your opinion and see your pictures uh, over on the Disney Dads Facebook page. If you have not done it yet, go over and join Disney Dads Podcast on Facebook, Disney Dads Podcast family. We have some amazing pages over there, not only the, uh, the regular page, uh, but also our running page, our gaming page. Lots of cool stuff going on over there. You can also shoot us an email, DisneyDadsPodcast at gmail.com. Give us a call, 317 939 3237-317-WDW-DADS. You can leave us a message. We'd love to play that on a future episode. Let your kids give a call. Talk about the parks. Talk about their favorite characters, and that way they can hear their voice over the radio. Something very, very cool. Something that will be there forever. Um, one last thing. Listen, we say it uh, all the time. Uh, if you want to become a patron uh, member, we have some amazing patron uh, uh, that take you know uh, um, care of the show, really, and, and help us out, help us grow the show. Uh, there's a, a fantastic link right below this episode that you can click, and uh, and you can become a part of that Patreon show. Get the extra portion of the show. You can also uh, get access to that special Facebook group. We do uh, some live events with special guests, so uh, definitely a not miss. If you if you enjoy the show and if you enjoy Disney and uh, and you want to help the show out a little bit, jo- click that link and uh, you can see all the ways you can do it. So we uh, we look forward to seeing you over on the on the uh, Patreon side as well. Fellas, I think I hit it all. I'm getting yeah. back in the swing of things. It's week two. I'm back. That's, it is. It is. It's good. It's good That's to have you back. It's good to have Justin. all of you guys back. It's I'm good. Back. So, hey, let me say some closing I'm words back. here, Mike, and I'll hand it off to you, and you can get us into, into Patreon. But listen, um, I just want to say uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, reaching out and uh, asking me how I was after my little um, my little accident. Thank you for showing me the love, guys, and um, keeping me in your thoughts. I, uh, I didn't cry, not one time. And uh, no, I did not. I didn't cry at all. In fact, I was super calm about it. And I just walked up to the door and I had a towel and I says, hey, baby, you need to bring me to uh, the emergency room. And then, of course, she's the one that's freaking out and like, settle down. We have kids. It's fine. It's fine. I just almost lost my thumb. It's not a big deal. Look, it's hanging there. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) So um, but anyways, everybody, listen, have an incredible week, an incredible weekend. As always, make somebody smile on your behalf. It will make your day that much brighter. Mike. Guys, I'm so glad to get to talk to you guys tonight, get to see you again. Uh, the week's going to begin, and it'll be, you know, be our next episode before we know it. But, uh, Jay, I'm more happy that your finger's doing better. I'm looking forward to seeing how well you can play tonight, hopefully. And uh, hopefully you can you know get a little gaming in with us. And uh, just great to be back with the Disney family. And I'm glad to see more and more of our Disney family have been hitting the parks. Justin, I'm so glad you're making a trip, and I can't wait to hear about it. And uh, until next week. Yeah, Justin, what do you got? Yeah, I tell you what. Uh, two things. One, uh, Mike, you're up. Time to join the Scar Club. Be prepared. Nope. Uh, two, Jay, you did cry. I was on the phone with you. You were there, and I heard the <laughs> you doctor. Did nope, not. you did cry. You did. You did cry. You were on the, I was on the phone with you. You were at the hospital, and they said, "No, you can go back to work." And I heard you cry profusely. <laughs> they said you had to go back to work. Uh, three, Disney family. I've missed you. Uh, the second week back, I was gone for a month almost, um, and I have enjoyed being back uh, and and chatting with you guys and talking Disney and seeing your pictures. Um, and so keep those things coming, man. Keep the page positive. Spread some love. Spread some Disney love around because, man, can people use it right about now. And until next time, guys, patron family, stick around. We're going to have some fun. We're going to chat on the other side a little bit more about Disney and what to expect here this week coming up and uh, all the great things. Guys, I had a blast. And until next time, I'll see you real soon. Good night. Good night, guys. Good night. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always... Keep it Disney.
each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder... And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.